What's up, Witty King? What's up, Witty Queen? It's your big brother, Demont Pope, a.k.a. King Genesis, a.k.a. Mr. Purpose over pointless excuses, and you are now tuned in to the King Speaks podcast. Yeah! Hey, what's up, Witty King? What's up, Witty Queen? Y'all already know who it is. It's your big brother, DeMont Pope, a.k.a. Mr. Purpose Over Pointless Excuses. You already know what's up. Every week, we've been bringing you spectacular guests, and it doesn't stop yet. I got another very special guest for you today. I know you're excited. I know you want to know who it is and what we're going to be talking about. But first, you already know we're going to be talking about purpose. We're trying to uplift, upbuild. My job is to inspire, motivate, right? Educate and empower. That's what I do here. So if you haven't already subscribe to the channel, thumbs up, likes, do whatever you got to do to let the people know what's going on in this community, right? So without further delay or without any more uh, 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 prolonging the time, let me present to some and introduce to others my very special guest, Miss Lindalyn Green. How are you, Lindalyn? Welcome. Yeah. Hey, how are you? I'm great. I'm doing magnificent. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to stop by and kick it with your bro over here as we speak purpose, all right? Okay, thank you for having me. Oh, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for you. Check it out. The first thing I want to know, right? First thing the listeners want to know, the first thing the viewers want to know, right, is who is Lyndalyn Green, right? And what exactly is it that you do? Hello, everyone. My name is Lyndalyn Green. I'm from a small town, Barnesville, Georgia. I've lived here all my life, um, went to high school here. I have an identical twin. Can you imagine? Her name is Gwendolyn. So we played basketball for the Lady Trojans here, uh, played in high school, played in college. So I was really a great basketball player. I really love basketball now. So um, went to college, went to D. Fort Valley State University. All right. D. Fort Valley State University was a Lady Wildcat. Uh, as a Lady Wildcat, we won some SIACs. Uh, we did some. Pre- we did pretty good in Fort Valley. Uh, from there, I I went to Mercer University, finished there with my Bachelor of Science in Psychology. Uh, came on with. I'll talk a little bit more about that later. But my career with uh, with correctional facilities. Uh, then after that, after my I I decided I said you know what it's time for me to go back to school. Mm. I got my master's uh, master's in clinical mental health. So mm. I am a licensed professional counselor and therapist on the weekend. So those are some of so those are some big jobs. Being in correctional field and being a licensed professional counselor. Uh, one of the things I've I've told myself going into the correctional field when I first went in, I said, I'm only gonna be here a year. <laughs> but I stuck around, I stuck around, I stuck it out mm-hmm. because I became a I, I'm I'm a part of uh, corrections, I'm not in security. But I do a lot of program. Right now, I'm a program consultant. Okay. As I travel throughout the uh, the uh, after the state, just kind of overseeing counseling services. I do a lot of training for staff. We do a lot of training, like in cognitive behavior therapy. Uh, do a lot of anger management. I am a certified anger management specialist, also. So do uh, for the departments. I've I've kind of you know I love my job. I love uh, the job, but I decided you know what. I like. I want to be a therapist too. So I decided <laughs> after I took on the weekend job, I'm at Warner Robins on the um, wow. on Fridays and on Saturdays. Um, I do telehealth. So I really love both. Those are very different professions. OK, 
Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and and I'm 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 intrigued because you 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 got a lot going on now. I usually have have the energy going on over here, but you got a lot of energy going on too, <laughs> yeah. like from 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 athlete. Like now, let's let's go back all the way to the okay. twin. You have an identical twin, like that's yeah. fascinating to me because I don't know if some of you guys are new to my channel or to, new to my voice or new to me. Period. But I also was a twin, right? My twin sister <laughs> passed away quite some time ago, but I did have a twin sister. So anytime I get an opportunity to meet and communicate and talk to twins, for me, it's fascinating. So I just wanted to highlight that for the listeners. We got a twin in the building. Also, you talked about working in the corrections, right? Yeah. You also talked about being um, a licensed uh, therapist, right? Um, yeah. You talked about anger management therapy, like, and, and, and there was a time in my life where I had to undergo some anger management therapy. Um, I got a little bit of trouble, you know, I didn't know how to control my anger and my emotions. So that's a real situation. We need people yeah. to know that it's okay, right? We need people to know that mental health is a real issue. So, and you are operating in that vein of mental health, like you are a mental health specialist. So, so what you do is help people basically get their mind right. Since we're talking about purpose, I want the listeners to know, uh, Lyndalyn, that what you do and what you're talking about is helping people get their mind right. And you love what you do so much that you not only got your formal education, right, but you went and got further education, right, because you were so intrigued, so inspired, and you wanted to make impact and make uh, a difference that much. So I applaud you for all of the things that you're doing. I'm talking about you working a regular job every day, then on the weekend, you still pursue and your purpose two totally different career fields and you merge the two together let me ask you this right how long have you been in your current career field or have have you just been balancing both the the therapist the therapy excuse me and uh the corrections at the same time or have you been at the corrections longer like how how long have you been in these two fields well in corrections it'll be 21 years this year i know i don't look like it <laughs> but it's uh, 21 years uh, yeah. within a corrections kind of kind of went into that field as a um what like a counselor went in as a counselor but wasn't a licensed uh, therapy at that time so i went in as a counselor i worked inside facilities so i did a lot of groups with our justice involved individuals i did a lot of groups with them i decided you know so i decided i, I was there for about 10 years i went on to I was still with the correctional, but I went in like community supervision. Mm. I went in like the probation side where okay. they come in and do treatment. They came and do treatment. We do groups there and then they'll leave for the day. So they wouldn't stay in overnight. Mm. So I really like that because with justice involved individuals, um, they come from all walks of life. You know, a lot of times people want to put them in one, in one, you know, big bundle and say, these are our justice involved individuals and they come from the same walks of life. Mm. But just working in that field prepared me to be a therapist. Come on, talk about it. So I was a therapist. I've been a therapist for like two two years. I've been a therapist for two years. Wow. Um, as a therapist, I see clients. I get in the office on at nine o'clock. I'm there until eight. I drive one hour drive home, so I'm probably here at ten. Get back at ten mm -hmm. on the on Saturdays. I do from uh from from nine to two. But I, I love therapy because there's sometimes I meet a lot of people, but I help people also. Mm -hmm. I'm happy mm. I have a passion for it because, you know, people coming in, they're trusting me with some of their issues. Mm. So I definitely, definitely, um, definitely have to 
just have to dig in and kind of, you know, at the push because sometimes mm. it's a long, it's a long week. Yeah. But yeah. definitely um, mental health is real. You know, mm. with the COVID, we saw a lot of anxiety, depression, a lot of teens. I have a lot of teens on my, um, on my caseload. So it's just wow. like, it's, it's, it's like a mix of clients and it mm. is a challenge sometimes, but I do enjoy what I do. So, so let me ask you this. You, you talk, you're talking about how much, how, pa- how passionate you are about what you're doing. And I'm so glad that you highlighted the fact that you have to be delicate when you're dealing with um, uh, justice uh, involved therapy and, and, and supervision and, and you travel not just in one location, but you, you kind of oversee several locations in several different situations. So I can only imagine how much um, you, you've witnessed and how much you've seen. And you said you have a lot of teenagers in your caseloads. And we know, uh, me personally, th- that's my sweet point. My niche is those teenage kids because they are truly going through massive, massive life-changing experiences at young age. They're dealing with trauma in forms that we even didn't see until we were adults. So you are living, right? You are living proof, right? That, 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 when you operate in your purpose, right, you are able to help. Like I heard you say you love being able to help. So your purpose allows you to help not just troubled individuals that may have gotten into some uh, legal trouble as teenagers or adults, but you also help those that just need clinical help, like that need licensed therapists uh, in psychology. Like, so let's talk about the motivation. Like, what is the motivation behind you choosing your current path, right? Well, the motivation was um, when I went into corrections, I, I started to learn, learn because I started doing the cognitive behavior therapy programs and I started doing a lot of things. And I always been my passion because I was a psychology, bachelor's in psychology. So it was something I was always interested in. And so just going to the different conferences and learning different things, I decided, you know, this is something that I want to do. I have a lot of people that kind of pushed me too. Know, kind of you know kind of push me so I have that support system that's so important mm, talk about support, it yeah I definitely have that support system and then I have that um and I have that like motivation you know like I, I wasn't gonna stop when I was at the at correctional I wanted to go on a little bit farther mm. wanted to see you know individual because these individuals just involved individuals get out also okay so getting out you know, I, I do have some people that I see that have been involved in the, you know, involved in the criminal justice system also. Mm-hmm. So definitely my, it's just my motivation. I think my support, my support system, just me, my, my internal motivation, you know, mm-hmm. intrinsic motivation that really helps me. Um, just looking at some of the things I've dealt with in the past in my life was some of the things that really pulled me, pulled me to that direction. Wow. So, so we talking about, we talking about your passion, right? Right. First of all, being passionate about it. And, and, and then we can very well tell, right. That you are very driven, self-motivated, right? So matter of fact, listeners, uh, if you're getting value right now uh, from Lyndon Green, I need you to hit the subscribe, the notification bell. I need you to hit the thumbs up, type in the comments. Like we need to let um, individuals know that we appreciate them. Like in my opinion and in my eyes, like you sound very much like a real live superhero in my opinion, because uh, what we haven't discussed is the fact of what you do. It, it actually saves lives. Like 
These young people's lives are on the line when they're uh, not just justice involved individuals, either when they're in the system and when they're transitioning out of the system. Like we have these kids that are at mental breaking point. They're suicidal. Like they're going through things. They're cutting themselves. They're, 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 they're trying to starve themselves. They're taking all type of different medications and they're self-medicating. And it's a lot of issues. So in my opinion, what you're doing is heroic, right? Um, and, 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 and it takes a lot of commitment. I'm talking about two opposite career fields merging the two. Uh, like it, it looks like destiny and purpose in its purest form, uh, Lindelin. So I'm definitely applauding you for what you do. I salute you for what you do. And I appreciate what you do. So that passion is very evident in your work because it takes a certain level of passion to pursue the level of education that you had to acquire to get the certifications, right? To put you in position, right? To be where you are. And you also talked about that support system, like having a team of people around you, right? Push you to become better, not just accepting greatness because you can be good, but pushing you to excel past your greatest level. So I want to highlight that for the listeners. Like you have to have a support team of people who believe in you and who can see the things in you that you can't see. But above all, like you can have all the support around you. But one thing I'm learning from you, Lyndon, is you got to be self-motivated. You have to have an ambition that's God-given. That's something on the inside of you that's pushing you to go further than you've ever gone before. So I'm excited about what you got going on, Lyndon. I'm excited about the impact that you're making. I'm so honored that you would count it not robbery to spend some time kicking right here with your bro as we speak purpose now let me ask you this right what is one of the most difficult things about what you do because i know it's challenging right i, I already see the challenge with balancing the two but when when, when it's purpose involved there's certain level of sacrifices involved as well but it's well worth it in that level of fulfillment to attain that goal so so what is uh one of the most or the one one of the most difficult things about what you do well something when i um Go into, go into the correction facilities and I see individuals that they get out, they release, and then they go back in. Mm. That's one of my, my mm. most challenges because I look at it like this. What did we miss? Mm. Is we doing, are we providing them with the right programming? Are we doing everything that we could? Come on. So that's some of the things that kind of stay with me so I work even harder. So my team, we researching, we're trying to figure out what best for these individuals. But that's the most difficult thing to see individuals, you know, go back into the system and trying to figure out what, you know, what led them back into the system. Another challenge that wow. I have, another challenge that I have is just working um, in therapy. Mm -hmm. uh, therapy is difficult, it's challenging because did I get through to everyone that day? I have individuals that say, you know, individuals that have suicide, suicidal thoughts. Mm. Are they going to make it to the next session? So that's a lot of things. That's a lot. It's a heavy load. Sometimes you have to get through. It's a it's a definitely a heavy load. But with my faith and my support system, I've been making it. You know, I've seen some great. I've seen some great things happen. So so that was keep me going also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I can only imagine. Uh, now, I have a, a brief work history of, of, of working with uh, individuals being assigned community service um, for misdemeanor crimes. And I've been tasked to work with uh, correctional officers and um, 
inmates that were out doing work detail. And that's one of the things that would bother me um, when I worked, I think it was about maybe three and a half years um, for the, the, the company that I worked for um, and taking them out. Like you would see, it was like a revolving door. The hurtful part is like when, when they, they would finish doing their community service time and, or, or, or you would see inmates that would get out. And then a little while later, you would see them come back in and you would see a lot of them for the same things. And it's definitely heartbreaking because like you said, like these are, these are genuine individuals. These are human beings, like whether they're transitioning in or transitioning out of the justice system, like, like these are someone's sons or daughters, or these are someone's family member, brother, sister, like they, 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 they are humans and they're going through things. And it's really, really difficult from your standpoint, being in the position of having to facilitate, right, having to supervise um, and being in that position to actually rehabilitate and then seeing that some of it seems as if the efforts are not being done or executed properly. And you feel like it's a challenge because you can't win all of the battles. And it sounds like you sometimes feel it personally because it's like sometimes you may feel like you dropped the ball mm -hmm. and it's like, it's always something else that can be done. What could we have done? What should we have done? And I applaud you again. And I admire your tenacity and your endurance because you didn't say that, well, this is just the way it is. And I'm just going to get up and continue doing my do every day. And I'm going to continue doing whatever I have to do. And the system is the system. No, you're telling me that you literally have meetings with your team and you're doing research because you are literally trying to solve the problem and and that's what i applaud about you because we have people in position that can literally make a difference but they spend more time focusing on things that they cannot or will not control and they do not take time focusing on things that they can control so i applaud you for using that um, opportunity to really really try to make a difference and let me ask you this right i gotta gotta keep the questions coming and as you speak, I'm learning so much more about um, your particular field, industry, and, and what it's like actually walking and living the day in life in your shoes. So what is one of the things that people misunderstand most about you? Because I know when you tell somebody that you work in corrections, you know, specifically people of color, they probably look at you a certain kind of way, like, why are you working for the people? Why are you working for the justice system? Why do you work there? Like, you work with juveniles. Why, why do you do what you do? Oh, you do social work? Like, why do you do that? Social workers, they don't do what they say they're going to do. Like, a lot of misconceptions, right? So let's set the record straight. What is it that people, uh, one thing that people misunderstand about you, Lindalyn? Well, those are definitely some of the things that they misunderstand about my career. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But I think a lot of times people misunderstand um, just myself, just being, you know, the person that I am. You know, people look back and say, you know, Linda Lynn is a quiet person. But mm. Linda Lynn moves very quietly, too. Um, <laughs> you know, so I, I really, you know, I move very quietly. I got so many, you know, and people just don't know, you know, some of the things that I've endured um, just doing the things that I do. I, I haven't talked about this, but. I am the worthy matron of my uh, order of Eastern stars. So, okay. Um, okay. Starsville, so that's, you know, that's another hat on my, on my plate. Then I am also in the doctoral program for counselor supervision education. So it's like wow. people, a lot of times people <laughs> have so much misconception about who I really am as a person, mm -hmm. as an individual. Um, I do a lot, not within, within the community and also where I work at also. So I think that's the biggest thing. But I, I, I touched on what you said about corrections. A lot of times 
even in my doctoral program, we were talking about corrections. And one of the things that they were talking about, you know, those individuals don't get anything. Mm. We're out there working hard to give them individuals to wow. figure it out. What do those individuals need? My team, all of us are working hard. We're traveling out through the state. We're training hundreds and hundreds of people. Hmm. And we're trying to figure it out. It's so many different, it's a different time. You know, I know it's, it's the things that we have to do, but it's a, it's a different time than in the past. Yeah. And we're working hard. A lot of times people got that, that, you know, look at kind of got that negative, you know, look at corrections. Mm-hmm. But corrections, you know, a lot of things, we do a lot of good things also. Wow. And that's that's what the people need to know. Um, they need to know about the good things. Um, and, and just I again, I can't I can't take my hat off to you enough because you got so many hats that you're wearing. Like, you know, I'm sure probably sometimes you forget we had to put on. For the I know. Day. Like, you, you wear so many roles like yeah, and, and for me, it, it was difficult because, first of all, I've been on both sides of the fence. Like I've, I've been an inmate, right? And then I've worked for the correction facility. I don't know how that happened, but only by the grace of God, I got an opportunity to see what it's like on, on pretty much both sides. Not not as I've never been a correctional officer or nothing like that, um, but working for the correction department um, and working with the community service workers and, and knowing like, it's just, for me, it was difficult for me. And it's like, I couldn't, it was hard to see my people um, other people, just human being people sometimes in some of the conditions and some of the treatment. Um, but it's, so it's very refreshing to see someone that's actually actively involved in change. And that's what we need, more active agents of change. So I applaud you. And and, and this is what I want you to do. If you have any um, special programs or anything that, that some of the listeners may not know about that they may need to know about, or if it's some information that they need to go look up, or even if you want to share your social media information or if you got anything coming up or any type of websites, whatever you want to share, this is your moment to share to let the people know um, what they need to know or how they can connect with you if they can connect with you at all. Yeah, well, well, one of the things is like uh, Southern Bridge Counseling and Warner Robins. That's where my practice therapist, you know, anybody um, that have someone want to do a referral, um, you may have, we do telehealth, so it doesn't matter how far away they are, mm. but definitely, definitely, if you have anybody, you know anybody uh, that is dealing with some of the difficult things that, you know, difficult things and, and mental health is a challenge for a lot of people. So yes. definitely have them to reach out to me at uh, Southern Bridge Counseling Services. It's, uh, our website, I think you just type in Southern Bridge Counseling Services. Um, I am uh, planning some events I'm soon. I don't have any events right now, pl- uh, actually planning, but for my the chapter of OES, uh, Order of Eastern Star, we're going to have some events coming up for our youth. Uh, definitely I'll get that information out to you uh, but uh, some of the things that we're playing but those are some of the things that I'm doing uh, <laughs> you know doing so I'm I'm, I'm really going to really push to get some more information out into the community about mental health mm-hmm. so I really want to do that get some things going about mental health I'm working with some individuals so hopefully that'll come down and come down you know soon absolutely that that mental health is very very key right now 
Um, specifically moving into the summer season. I don't know if it got something to do with the temperature or what, but it's like when it's hot outside, it's like people just go through more mental, emotional uh, stress and changes. And I, I don't know what it is, but but it's definitely very important for us to bring awareness. So you guys make sure y'all plug in, lock in, do your research, find out what's going on. Cause sometimes your kids may be acting weird and they may be going through some things and you may need to get a little bit more help. Sometimes they just ain't acting out because they bad kids. So let's pay, a, let's pay a little more attention. So listen, Lindalyn, I thank you so much for taking time to kick it with your bro over here. Um, I got one more question for you before I let you go. Like, what is one piece of advice that you would give like to that one person or that that young man, that young girl, uh, whether they're looking um, into getting into the career field of your choice, whether it's um, um, social work, whether it's therapy, uh, whether it's corrections, whether they want to be the person to facilitate the change from within the correction department. Or like, what if they're that person like me that kind of did some bad things growing up and when they were younger and they ended up on the wrong side of the law? Like, what would you say to that one uh, to help them avoid ending up in that position? So two part question, like, what would you say to the person that's looking to get into the field? And what would you say to that person that's making some mistakes to kind of help them avoid ending up behind those bars or in those um, predicaments? I think the first thing is someone that's trying to look for a career, maybe in my career path, maybe somewhere, something, something else, is to know yourself. Mm. You definitely got to know yourself, you know, know your values, know your mores, know yourself before you decide what career that you want. Also be open to feedback. I've, I've seen it so many, sometimes what stops our growth is not being open to feedback, but being mm. open to feedback and prepare yourself for the next role. Prepare yourself for the next role. You got to prepare. If you, that's what you want, if this is what you want, if you want to be a psychologist, psychiatrist, and you're doing something else, prepare yourself for that next role. Wow. But that individual that kind of went off and went to the you know different side or went to the justice, the criminal justice system, uh, to stay out, you know, you know, find that support system, the resources that are out there for you. Also, you know, find those resources, find that support system. You know, keep pushing. You know, I know it says hard, hard, you know, but know the things that I think a lot of times people come out, they don't kind of know what can they do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of information with the Department of Labor, other places that you can know, but be able to, you know, know what you could, you know, do. Know the resources out there. You know, keep pushing forward, keep finding information, keep asking. So those are the things that I, you know, leave with those. Very, very, very wise words. I couldn't wrap it up any better myself. Listen, Lyndalyn, thank you so much for taking time out, come kicking it. Uh, thank you so much for being a wealth of information, a wealth of knowledge. Like you brought so much value to this platform that I'm grateful. Um, and whatever I can do to be of assistance to you um, on your platforms, I'm willing as well. Listen, y'all, I'm gonna be back with you next week. You understand me? You already know it's your big bruh. DeMont Pope, a.k.a. Mr. Purpose over pointless excuses. Look, that's your big sis, Linda Green. Yeah. Listen, I need your help. If you've been enjoying the King Speaks podcast, then I need for you to go ahead and click the support option to support this podcast with a monthly donation as little as 99 cents to help sustain future episodes.
What's happening, King? What's happening, Queen? I want to thank you for taking time to listen in. That's going to be a wrap for this episode. Hey, listen, gravity and negative energy is always at work to pull you down. That's why on the King Speaks podcast, we don't say hold it down. We say hold it up now. So until next week, hold it up, King. Hold it up, Queen. Go in peace.